0: Are you happy here? Or would you like help to get to the other side?
1: Wait. Wait. You want to
2: wait to cross over? Do you fear what's on the other side? No.
0: Nightmare. Nightmare.
1: Welcome, guys and ghouls, tis the season for Halloween, and I do love Halloween episodes. Today, I'm heading to Sault Ste. Marie. For what I'm about to do, this is something that I've actually wanted to do for a number of years. Back in episode 39, I interviewed Tim and Brad, two of the three founders of the Upper Peninsula Paranormal Research Society or Ubers. Now it has been a couple years since that interview, but I reached out to Brad and I said, Hey, I would love to go along with you on one of your investigation episodes. And true to their word, they made it happen. So tonight, dear listener, I am taking you with us on an official ghost investigation to give you a taste of what it's like to explore the other side. I've captured as much audio as I possibly can, and it will be up to you, dear listener, if you heard the things that we heard, or perhaps you heard nothing. But I can tell you that at the end of this episode, no matter what we find or what we don't find, I have a very special ghost story that absolutely creeped me out, and if dolls freak you out, you will not want to miss it. Welcome to the Call of Leadership, Passport Edition. It was a cold night. The kind of cold that you can actually feel in your bones. My car pulls up just outside of the establishment that the Ubers team has been called in to investigate. As I sit in the car and I look across the street at the front entrance, I wonder if we'll find anything. Brad and Tim have already told me that... Out of every 10 investigations, perhaps one yields some kind of evidence. The other nine, absolutely nothing happens. So I wonder what we'll find tonight. Now, as many places in Sault Ste. Marie, Brad and Tim tell me, most places here started off as either a bar or a brothel, or perhaps both. This definitely was not the town for the faint of heart. And even though Sault Ste. Marie has changed over the years, Some places still held on to that rough-and-tumble clientele, the type that are just itching for a fight, add a little bit more booze, and perhaps something a little bit more deadly. Brad and Tim tell me that tonight's location was one of those places, a bar that held on to that rough-and-tumble crowd probably way too long, at least until a handful of years ago. I get out of my car And I cross the street, walking to the front door of the establishment. I reach out and grab the handle, my mind thinking of what this place probably looked like and sounded like all those years ago. I glance one more time at the sign that hangs above the door. It says, Welcome to the Wicked Sister. My stomach growls as I walk in to smell the really good food. This is not at all what I expected. People fill the restaurant. They're laughing, they're enjoying their food. The cocktails look absolutely great, a far cry from what this establishment probably was in the decades earlier. Most of the people in here are probably completely unaware that perhaps someone from the other side is watching them. At the back of the restaurant sits the youpers team, just half the team. Brad, Tim, Lance, and Matthew. Eventually, the owner does arrive. She is there to oversee the closing of the restaurant, but also make sure that we can still have unfettered access to the entire establishment to do a proper and thorough investigation. Now with the restaurant closed, the team goes into investigation mode. First, we will interview the owner to see what activity has been happening and who has reported it.
3: So that freezer over there um, is our... Like, fry freezer, fries, chicken tender, or chicken wings, whatever, that we need to pull from. And so somebody was unpacking uh, stuff, and it's not uncommon for us to put 100 pounds of food in there on truck days to restock to get through to the next truck.
1: This is Kathy. She's the owner of the Wicked Sister.
3: Here's our catering stuff with our mason jars. The health department hates it when we keep glass over there, so we don't keep glass over there because it makes them crazy, and I don't want them to make me crazy. Somebody was bent over the freezer, carrying multiple cases of food, bent over, started unloading everything. One of those mason jars ended up behind them when they were done unpacking everything.
1: She takes us from the basement now into the kitchen, where the other activity has been reported.
3: But We have shelves um, into the kitchen and... um, that we used to when we were going through gordon's 29 ounce jars of bourbon sauce right and that it fell but it didn't fall right it wasn't like a you know something bumped it and it uh, and let loose i mean it like fell where there's like physics just doesn't explain that um, it was or, like somebody hit it to like get it okay. to, yeah like because it wasn't just a it tipped over or cause the shelves don't sit level. <laughs> right. Yeah. So where it might have just like eventually slid and then, you know, we would expect it to be maybe this far off, but and it'll it, it didn't land in the server station, it landed in the kitchen, which is probably three feet away.
1: So then it was a pretty good push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the team better understands the activity where it's happening and they start setting up their equipment. The idea is to record everything that happens, both from an audio standpoint as well as from a video standpoint. Among the cameras, the team has brought EVP recorders. EVP, electronic voice phenomena. The microphones on these recorders are sensitive enough to pick up voices that we may not be able to hear with the human ear. Next is the Ovulus. This is a small electronic device that has a built-in vocabulary where the spirits, somehow, can manipulate and cause certain words to appear on a screen. The next piece of equipment that they have is a spirit box. I hate the spirit box. More on this later. With the team ready, we start our investigation. Brad leads us down into the basement where we had the activity around the glass mason jars that was reported earlier. He begins the first EVP session.
2: If anyone's down here with us tonight, we would uh, like to introduce ourselves. My name's Brad. My name's Cliff. i Lance. And we just want to thank you for letting us be here tonight. Uh, Kathy, who currently owns this establishment, asked us to come in. Apparently there have been a few things that have been odd, um, and she thought maybe there is somebody still with us here that has passed on, but is still sticking around this area. So, if that would be you, or if anyone is here that would like to communicate, could you give us your name, please? Are you connected to anybody that works here? Were you a patron here in the past? What was your favorite drink? Kathy told us that on a couple occasions items have been knocked off the shelves both down here and upstairs. Could you knock something over down here for us right now? We're going to be here for a while and we would like to communicate with you. There are several ways you could do that. You could touch one of us If you could make a noise, produce a sound near one of us, there's a little box upstairs at the end of the bar with a light on the top. If you could touch that antenna on top of that, that would let us know you were here as well. Again, we mean no disrespect, we don't mean to startle anyone. Or cause any confusion. We, we're here to give you a chance to tell your story.
1: At the end of the session, he does a quick review.
2: There have been a few things that have been odd. Um, and she thought maybe there is somebody still with us here that has passed on but is still sticking around this area. So if that would be you or if anyone is here that would like to communicate, could you give us your name, please? Are you connected to anybody that works here? Were you a patron here in the past? told us that on a couple occasions, items have been knocked off the shelves, both down here and upstairs. Could you knock something over down here for us right now? If you could make a noise, produce a sound, near one of us. So that's basically just a simple introductory session. Sure, and we'll do that anytime. Just who we are, why we're here. Mm -hmm. The next time I do one, it'll be more along the lines of personal questioning. You know, how how old were you, kind of thing, and did you have any children? You know, your mother's name, different things like that to try and kind of stir things up a little bit. But that's usually starting out. That's how anybody will go. The one theory that. They might be wondering what the hell we're doing here and why we're... So it it introduces us,
1: states what we're doing, why we're here, right, and we go from there. From there, we head upstairs. The team decides to try the Spirit Box. I hate the Spirit Box. The Spirit Box is a device, and what it does is it cycles through every AM and FM frequency at a very fast rate. Theoretically, the cycle happens so fast that you should not hear any words coming through. And what you do is you turn the spirit box on, you ask a question, and in theory, spirits can reply through the radio frequencies. Sometimes you will hear just a garbled mess. Other times you will actually hear words. Sometimes two, sometimes three. We turn the spirit box on, and this is what we recorded.
0: I really want to give you every opportunity to communicate with us.
2: Are you comfortable with us being here? Oh, I Could we get your first name? Mike. Mike? Mike. Mike, was that your name?
0: Mike, can you give us your last name? How many spirits are here? How many people are here with us?
1: Me and a Me? Is that a me?
2: Born. What city? Were you American or Canadian? I'm going to shut this off now. Do you have anything you want to say before I do? Okay, we're going to be here with you for a while. Feel free to speak to us.
1: With that session over, Brad decides it's time to go back into the basement to try one more EVP session. Just like the previous time, Lance comes down to shoot video as we are recording the EVP session. This time, he has brought the ovulus with him. Our
2: friend Tim thinks he might have heard something coming through upstairs when we were speaking last. So, if that was you, um, could you just tell us one more time what your name is was your name Mike that's Tim and Matt upstairs were you native to this area did you possibly work at one of the storefronts on the street Where did you work? Did you go to school around here? How did other people think of you, in your opinion? We're going to play this back now and give it a listen. And if we got some answers, we'll hang out and uh, speak some more. If not, we're going to go upstairs. You're welcome to join us there as well. We'll be here for a while yet. Here we are, back in the
1: basement. As we finish the review, this time, we caught something
0: the whole time was just
2: odd ball stuff just words didn't make any sense that's
1: worth
0: noting
2: and it was back to back because a lot of times it was just sitting here was i would get nothing it came up friendly and drank friendly drank And and we're in a bar yep that's worth noting
1: at this point we head back upstairs back to the spirit box only this time the team wants to use it in a different way This is called the Estes method. What happens is is one member of the team is blindfolded. They plug headphones directly into the spirit box and then put these headphones over the blindfolded members ears. They turn the volume up. So the member cannot see or hear anyone else in the room. The only thing, the only stimulation that they get is through what the headphones and the spirit box. During this session, the team will ask a question. If the blindfolded member hears anything from the spirit box, he will say the words out loud. From here we begin.
0: We've been trying to give you different ways to communicate with us, which we're hoping you will. Again, this is with the utmost respect. Um, But our friend here, Matt, at the head of the table is willing to be your mouthpiece now If you can give him answers to our questions, and he can share them with us. So, so far tonight we've gotten, we believe, the name Mike or Mikey. Can you confirm if that is your name? We want
2: to know if Mike was a happy drunk. Guilty? Guilty. What were you guilty of? Did your drinking lead to your death?
0: Were you harmed in the back of this building? Who's guilty? Who killed you? Can you give us your age? Have we overstayed our welcome? Are you done trying to communicate with us? We're going to be wrapping up here shortly, and as always, we want to thank you for allowing us to be here with you, and I hope you realize we respected you, but we are still trying break to... Breakthrough. Breakthrough? We are still trying to, well, make communication, breakthrough through with you. If there's any messages we can pass along to the owner and the workers to feel comfortable with you here. Pronto? Pronto? You
2: mentioned a breakthrough possible, breakthrough in what? I asked this
0: earlier. Are you happy here? Or would you like help to get to the other side? Wait. Wait.
2: You want to wait to cross over? Do you fear what's on the other side?
0: Are you waiting for a break? No. No. Are you saying you're not afraid to cross over to the other side?
1: Forgive. Yeah.
0: Are you forgiving someone or forgiving yourself? Winter?
2: winter? is coming.
0: Do you fear winter?
2: Who is guilty?
0: Can you touch Matt? Can't communicate, can you touch him?
2: You go backwards,
0: or... Is someone touching my neck?
2: Oh. oh fuck, I just got <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> can you
0: try that again? Can you touch his hand? It's taking too much energy to. Talk anymore. Can you continue to touch Matt as a way of letting us know you're still here? Uh, Nightmare! Nightmare! Could we try the touching one more time on Matt? Oh, they're on his face, his neck, his hands.
2: So if you read these words backwards, what he's put out so far. Yeah. Nightmare winter, forgive, no wait, pronto, possible breakthrough, guilty. Ooh. Cool. read this. That's the reverse order.
0: Like yeah. Which makes more sense that way. Read them again.
2: Nightmare winter, forgive, yep. no Wait, pronto. No wait, pronto. Breakthrough, guilty.
0: Wow. No wait, pronto. hmm. Is big. Yeah. Possible breakthrough, guilty. Nightmare, winter.
2: How long has he been under? To
0: Don't touch him. me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's out.
0: enough taking yourself out
2: good it we, died oh oh good timing yeah we were just going we to you out.
0: literally <laughs> just asking how long it's been
2: you want to hit some lights and go through this or yeah so you felt like you were getting touched
1: i thought it felt like someone was like going you know on Can my neck
2: yes literally just asked, can you touch Matt?
1: Both times. Both can times, you times. No.
2: Yes.
0: no swear, to God. swear to God. Yeah,
3: got... Okay.
0: <sighs> when you stopped and you said don't touch me, why did you say that?
1: I felt like I was being, like, someone was just kind of ever so gently, like, because I had this up and it right. felt like this was kind of like someone was poking a finger in here or something.
0: It was literally on cue. And um, oh, it on was, cue. yeah, yeah. Both um, times, both times you said it. It was on cue. Um, I did ask for a third time, and it didn't seem to happen. But then, right at the end, you said, "Don't." Was that after me. the
1: other two? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. It felt like someone was rubbing my arm
0: right here, and I was I was waiting for him to do it again, and yeah. I thought I was going to catch you like this.
1: It is at this point that the team decides to wrap up the investigation. It is 2 a.m., and clearly, this is the one time out of ten where they have actually captured data. Their mission now is to go back and review all of the evidence that was captured, analyze it, and report back to the owner, Kathy. But the question remains, is it possible that somebody was murdered behind this restaurant? are they still there? What say you, dear listener? What do you make of the evidence that was gathered on that cold October evening that I've shared with you tonight? What picture forms in your mind? If you allow me to indulge, to play armchair detective, and to share with you a theory, a theory that covers some of the evidence, a theory to be tested by facts. In the not-so-distant past, perhaps, in some cold winter, a man by the name of Mike was out on the town in Sault Ste. Marie. His friends in the area that knew him would probably describe him as friendly, and on this particular night, he wanted to celebrate some good fortune and go out and have a drink. And as he's walking on the street, he sees a sign and opens the door. Unfortunately, it's the door to the wrong bar. Because as we all know, sometimes the friendliest person can also make for the easiest of targets. For that night, Mike's worst nightmare came true. His life tragically cut short. While most would be ready to move on, he was not. He remained, trying to draw attention to himself playing tricks on the staff with mason jars, until the Upers team investigated. This was his possible breakthrough, not to cross over to the other side, but to ask us to wait, to give him a chance to share his story, and for those that took his life, a chance to forgive. Now, in the days to follow the investigation, Brad did discover a few facts. It has been confirmed that indeed a murder took place in the alleyway right behind the wicked sister, and someone was convicted of that crime. Now, as of this recording, we do not know who the murderer was, nor do we know the name of the victim, but it appears that one way or the other, something is attached to the Wicked Sister. That night, as I'm driving on my way home, I'm thinking about the events that I have just witnessed. And I find myself in a position where I'm asking more questions than the answers that I received. And I thought doing an investigation would satisfy my curiosity. But it has only been piqued. What else do we not know? How much more can we possibly discover? How else can we pierce the thin veil that separates this world from the next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the story that I promised you at the beginning of this episode. This is a story that Brad shared with me about a place in Sault Ste. Marie that they have investigated multiple times. And as I said before, if dolls freak you out, you will definitely want to listen to this.
2: One of the, the story that brought us in, I had a cousin that was the manager of the storefronts at the time, and she said, we've been wanting to get you guys in, she called. She said, we kind of had a, a last straw moment. She said, the uh, Christmas room, they they had this room that was just all Christmas decor year round, and they had this Family of Victorian Caroler dolls. They range probably from two and a half feet to about four feet. Mm -hmm. Good sizable. Mother, father, and the two children. They would come in in the morning, and the little girl doll would be in different places of the store, not even in the same room.
1: Oh my goodness. So they
2: got freaked out enough that they started putting her in the basement at night and they would cover her with a box. And come back in the next morning, go down the basement, take her back, put her in with the family. It was an expensive set. Right. And so the one morning came in, uh, disarmed the alarm. Nobody had been in there. Went to go down the basement to get the little girl, opened the basement door, and standing on the top step looking out was the little girl doll. (sighs)